The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Jackass. We're back for another episode, and we're on our path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're just three lifelong fans reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. I'm excited about this one, boys. Today we're oh, doing so Jackass. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to get back to Jackass. You know, I, the Tom yeah. Green thing was good, but I'm, I'm Jackass through and through. So we know. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a big absolutely. one, boys. I'm, I'm a wild boy. What can I say? <laughs> Tell us what's going on, Chris. What's happening today? Well, what's the big announcement? The big announcement was that this movie actually premiered on October 25th of the year 2002. Jackass, the official movie, the first one. This is when they had the big budget. We really get to see them moving with some momentum. And uh, it, today's fact is more of actually like a story that I heard. It's when I was kind of doing my research. It was pretty interesting. Um. There was a 16-year-old boy. And uh, like a, I, Chris, you're always Googling 16-year-old boys. You got to lay off. <laughs> I think it's just the algorithms, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I did type it in. It just comes to me. Um, so apparently he was actually like, like, like a huge stoner. Like he's smoking like a quarter a day. And every all of his friends like said he was just like smoking way too much weed. And then he's like stopped smoking weed about like two weeks before this day. And then it came to this day. He went to his normal stomping grounds. Like you go on a Friday night. And smoked like a monster joint. It was like a quarter joint with hash oil and all this stuff, and everyone was freaking out because this guy hasn't smoked weed in a while. Is is this is this boy secretly you, Chris? <laughs> Let's get to that. Let's get to that. <laughs> oh my god, it is, isn't it? So there's this crazy place called Silver yeah. City, Richmond Hill, where everybody went to party. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, this guy got super duper stoned, had to part through the crowd of like 200 wild teenagers, walks up, uses his fake North Carolina ID, purchases a ticket to Jackass the movie, stoned as fuck. And that day, that boy turned into a man. And that man is me. Oh, man. I'm it was, so a, proud it was of you. a very special day, October 25th, 2002. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, uh, I, you know what? Okay. So now that you bring up silver city, Richmond Hill, uh, for the new listener, I think, I think this being the jackass movie might get us some, some listeners who may not have heard some of the earlier episodes, Chris and myself, Mikey, uh, are, uh, brothers and Jay is just some vagrant we met on the street. And he says that every time, every time, every and time. We, oh, it's Chris true. and I went to Chris and I went to, uh, that, that movie theater all the time. And it's notorious. Like this was one of the first megaplexes that we ever had in in the area uh and it was it was enormous and it was a sensory overload there was an arcade and there were a bunch of different theaters like that's normal now it wasn't back then and it was notorious if you were high and you went to go try to buy your tickets there you were in for a fucking ride it was never oh, easy yeah. It was impossible to get through the line because it was always packed shoulder to shoulder. Uh, Imagine that, being 16 years rough- old and going on like a, a weed, a, like a tolerance break for two weeks and just getting so fucking stoned. This place yeah. was crazy, though. It was like um, there was hundreds and hundreds of kids every Friday night. People from downtown would come up to Richmond Hill to come hang out here. Like Drake even raps yeah. about Server City, Richmond Hill and some of his songs like this was like a big flex. And being that stoned and going into that movie, man, holy shit. It was the best oh, yeah. day of my life. 
Well, let's make today even better. All right, let's yeah, go, man. This is a special one. Special one. I uh, can't believe we made it this far. Season one went by quick, and we are here for Jackass the movie. You know, you guys are you're telling your stories about uh, you know going to the movie. I, I got to share mine real quick because I do remember this as well. I was just a wee boy, and uh, my older brother, he uh, he snuck me into this movie. If I remember correctly, this might have been one of the movies where we bought a ticket to something else and uh, oh, yeah. snuck yeah. into Jackass. I couldn't tell you what the movie was. I, I was actually, I Googled October 2002 movies to see if I could remember, but I don't remember what we bought a ticket to. Uh, I did see the Scooby-Doo movie came out, so maybe it was that one. I don't know. It, it, it would have been something that was G-rated for sure, but we just uh, snuck on over once it started, and uh, God, was this a life-changing experience because I had only been exposed to Jackass momentarily here or there on TV reruns and things like that, and then you get to see it in the big screen, and I think that's one of the things that doesn't translate to watching it at home, but that experience yeah. the first time seeing these guys up close on this giant screen was like, it was a whole new level. It was also very niche still at this time. I knew a lot of people who liked Jackass, but it was by no means mainstream. And to go to a theater and have it packed shoulder to shoulder with like-minded people who wanted to see the same thing, that was an experience unlike any other as well. We'd never been able to watch Jackass with more than like three or four people at a time, and now there's a hundred people in a theater with you all laughing and, their ass off. It was like yeah, live performance. That's the magic, it, it was right? it was more of like a concert than an actual movie. You know, yeah. like the, yeah. the, the etiquette oh, of movies where you have to be quiet. People were cheering, standing up, laughing, throwing shit. It was like a big, huge party Dude. in a movie theater. And that's the first time. And pretty much the jackasses are the only time I've ever really seen that other than going to watch like WWF events in there. But it, it was so True. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you really can't capture that on your own. And that's why I'm so excited for Jackass 4 this year, because it seems like all this shit that's been going on globally is going to die down enough that we might just be able to relive that in a theater. And if that happens, man, that's the only way I want to watch this movie. So, I agree. Uh, I agree. It could be the last one. Who knows? So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I want to set the stage here. If season one of Jackass... If I could compare it to what this movie is like, I want to set the stage for the listener. Jackass season one was kind of like prepubescent boys in the schoolyard. You know, they they come in and maybe they know a thing or two about sex. They've heard about it. Maybe they've seen a boob once. One kid, uh, you know, he tells you that, um, you know, if you get a girl pregnant, the baby comes out her butt, you know, that kind of thing. They, uh, they speculate, but they maybe don't, they don't know yet what it's like to be a real man. And then one day, a new kid comes along and he brings along a stolen penthouse, maybe a hustler mm. from his dad's uh -huh. secret stash. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, the boys of that schoolyard experience something magical. That is season one. They felt like we have to share this with the playground. The whole playground must know about these things. Come Jackass the movie, this is more like the summer after that first year. Little Johnny maybe has a summer job across the street with, uh, let's call her Mrs. Rutabaga. And Mrs. Rutabaga has Johnny, you know, trimming bushes, mowing lawns, and oh man, he's just a sweaty little teenage boy. He, he looks hot out there in the sun. We got to get him inside for a glass of cold, smooth lemonade. Johnny, why don't you come in? And you know, it's been so long since Mr. Rutabaga has been in the house. And How old is Johnny uh, in this scenario? You, Chris 16. is excited. Yeah, 16. I was going to say. <laughs> We're not going to say for legal reasons. For legal reasons. And uh, he's having that cool glass of lemonade and Mrs. Rutabaga says, Johnny, you know, I've really been needing a big, strong man around the house here. I've got a jar of pickles in the bedroom that I just have not been able to open. Oh, uh-oh. Why don't you come upstairs with me? 
Johnny. And Johnny says, okay, Mrs. Rutabaga. And uh, the next day at school, Johnny has some tales, boys. Johnny has become a man. And this is Jackass the movie. Wow, I watched a very different movie. I watched a much different movie than you did. This is like season one when we watch when we download the wrong files. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I went went to LimeWire. I think that was a mistake. I was going to say, what did you Google to find the Jackass movie? Do you know the best part? I'm just saying they have truly become men in Jackass the movie. This is these boys have have grown up. Chris, please go ahead. The best part is I I went to go when I went to rewatch it. I wanted to watch it again last night to have it fresh. And I already bought it, and I totally remembered that, like, God knows how long ago, I was on, like, a late-night bender, and I wanted something to help me, like, relax and come down. And I just purchased the movie, and now it's forever on my YouTube. So, oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, shout-out to Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, this is a great time to get into our sponsor of the podcast, Cocaine. For all the nights that you think you're coming down, sniff it up and come around. Cocaine, wow. a hell of Dude. a drug. It's like you're Ooh, a marketer like or that. something. <laughs> All right, boys, let's do it. Enough of this. Enough of this. Here is the most life-changing moment in a theater I think I've ever had. The smoke is filling what looks like a ruined bridge somewhere in a city, and you hear the song coming on, the energy's building up, and out of that smoke comes a gigantic, and I'm talking extra-large shopping cart filled with the jackass crew. Yeah, and it's it's coming down now. I need to stop you right there, Jay, because uh, listen, we try to we try to hold back when we're watching these. We don't like to message each other too much about what we're experiencing. We want to keep it fresh. We want to raw dog each other when we turn on the microphones and start recording. But last night, I, I like a little spit, but a little bit, a little bit. Just me. I mean, never hurt anyone. Last night, Chris messaged us and said, <laughs> Jay. The first message was Jay, and that's it. So that's that's in and of itself pretty impressive. I'm 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 hooked. I need to do, he says, I need to do the introduction for the shopping cart one because I am so high right now and I've realized the metaphor behind this sketch. So Chris, now that you're sober, dude, yes, I'm so excited. Maybe maybe our our sponsor of the podcast has run its way out of your system, I'm not sure. Why don't you tell us what you saw as the metaphor in this opening sketch? Well, th- the first thing I also want to mention, this is the first thing I said when we got on the Discord getting ready to record is Sorry, boys, it's not as good as I thought it was actually going to be now that I'm sobered up. (laughs) But it's still pretty interesting because when I'm sitting there, you're like, oh, they just jump into the shopping cart and they start going down through all this mayhem. But everybody is positioned in the shopping cart that actually represents like jackass in a hole. Johnny Knoxville is kind of standing alone. Like he's got a spot and he's kind of claiming his own zone. Then you got the wild boys in the back behind him, like clinging on to each other. So like. The wild boys are together. Then you got friggin' um, uh, Bam and Dunn punching each other on the side. So they're paired up. You got Wee yeah. Man in the front. Sorry, Wee Man in the front. Preston in the back just to kind of like be that like big guy that holds everything down. And the two kind of like sidekicks, Danger Aaron and uh, and Dave England, are just Dave hanging England. onto the yeah. side of the cart. So it's kind of like the main guys are there. They've grouped up together. The two guys that are kind of more of the fringe guys are just hanging on for life. 
And then, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, I thought it was kind of interesting. They clearly must have planned that type of thing, or did it just fall in naturally? That's kind of what I was trying to wonder. No, it's, it, that's absolutely, I, you know what, I, I, I make fun, but that's 100%. They put enough thought into it to know what oh, they yeah. were doing there. And there's one moment in this that I actually found, like, almost foreshadowing the relationship of Johnny and Bam moving forward. Uh, and that is when Johnny says... Bam gives him a look, and I don't know if it's intentional, I don't think it is, of like, he looks at Johnny as if to say like, that's my fucking line. And I know at this point, it's obviously Johnny's line, but like, Bam clearly doesn't like the fact that Johnny is the guy in this, because I think for all intents and purposes, and rightfully so, Bam did a lot of this on his own as well, Bam could also have been the guy and maybe resents the fact a little bit that he was never the showrunner. That's interesting. You know, it's you, you definitely see Bam and Johnny front and center in a lot of this movie. I noticed like they're together yeah. a lot more than I expected to Which see. Which is them like the together. fucking all-star game. It's, it's great because in season one, yeah, we don't see a yeah. ton of that. No, it, it is great. I totally agree. It, it just kind of made me think that maybe there was something in production where they're like, okay, we got to put Johnny front and center with Bam because they maybe they had some ratings that said those two were. I don't know, the most popular at the time or something. One thing I noticed, and we'll get into it, is there's very little Dave England in here, which was weird. You talk about, you know, the distribution. It's it's strange, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, do you guys happen to catch the costume on Wee Man, the American hero there? God, I love that. No, what what was that? I, I don't think He's, I did. He's wearing like almost like a Captain America inspired thing. He's got a cape. It's all like stars and stripes, red, oh, white, and blue. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I love that, man. And uh, just to see, like you had mentioned too, Bam Margera kind of beaten on everyone in, in the cart. And like this whole sequence is in slow motion. We get title cards to like, you know, name everyone one by one. Um, and Bam, I feel like that's kind of his way of expressing himself is I'm just going to punch everybody because no one else is really beaten on each other. It's just Bam giving the shots, you know? Yeah, he does that a lot, and he does that. He does that to uh, to Johnny. Johnny as well. And when he did it, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that." You know what I mean? <laughs> did like, they talk it about almost that looks first? like yeah, because yeah. I don't know if Johnny expected it either. It's this weird moment of like, "Hang on, th- know your role." Like, it's it's very clear. And Jay, I'm glad you brought it up that like th- there's there is a lot of of uh, conscious decision making in who gets to be the forefront in each sketch. And I can't remember off the top of my head. I should know this, but like how soon after season one was this filmed? First question. Mm -hmm. Secondly, because I haven't seen season two in so long, were Johnny and Bam together in season two? Because this could have been the moment where, you know, Bam could assume he's the forefront. Johnny can assume he's the forefront because they're doing it in different areas. As we talked about California versus Philadelphia ish, like East coast. Um, This may have been the moment that, that determined Johnny's our guy. Sorry, Bam, but you're going to be second in command. And that may, he may not have liked that. I'll, uh, I'll tell you something actually, just for reference for the listeners as well. Actually, the first three seasons, the TV show of Jackass had wrapped at this point. Uh, So we are doing it a little bit out of order. Uh, We wanted to break things up and give you a taste of the movie sooner. So at this point, they actually would have done quite a bit together. Um, And I, I assume when we go back to season two, we'll see some differences and maybe we'll start to see these things take shape as we go along. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's the intro sequence. There's a couple more things to note. I just love how Chris, you mentioned like it, it is set up very deliberately. Uh, did you guys notice like there's costume work going in too? Cause Dave England, he's wearing that like mustard yellow cardigan. <laughs> love that. It's just like everyone else is dressed like, you know, either skaters or whatever. And he's just like dressed up like an old, like 55 year old man <laughs> yeah he wears he wears that for basically the whole thing too like he's always in that 
cardigan yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Bonius yeah. in here. Like, even when they cut it to oh, Johnny yeah. Knoxville, he's just like slow motion doing the party boy dance, and it's just like there's that look of fear in his eyes, but he's trying to like pretend like he's not, he's unfazed, and it just it just landed so well. Just that little, you know, got a confident little yeah. move he's got going on. I landed love that. landed so well, like the entire jackass crew into the uh, the yep. the storefront of uh, fruits and vegetables that go flying out as soon as they hit that that ramp. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love it, love it. Yeah, dead stop, and everybody's catapulted right out, and we're catapulted right into this fucking movie. The Jackass title sequence comes up, and here we go. We get the intro, little twangy guitar there to bring back some nostalgia from the show, and we're right into our first sketch. Johnny Knoxville in the Rent-A-Car Crash-Up <laughs> Derby. What a way to start, guys. Oh, oh my God. Now, right out of the gate, we've got the hidden camera going on. Johnny's dressed up. He, he looks like he's he's got the big dark trench coat on, dark sunglasses, a hat. He's really trying to hide his identity. And I almost wondered at this point if that's because they'd gained enough notoriety on TV at this point that he's like, okay, I have to look inconspicuous here in case they recognize me there's got to um, be an element to that yeah really has to be he goes into a car rental dealership and he wants to you know go and check things over make it so make sure it's okay i'm not sure what make and model this vehicle was it's some old white uh sedan like family like an old impala or something like that impala yeah um but basically he rents this car and we don't know at this point what he's yet to do he takes it into a mechanic who's looking at it he's a little unsure about if he's you know able to do what they're requesting and we find out soon when johnny pulls up to the mentioned destruction derby that shit's about to get real here guys what uh mikey what did you think going in when you saw the uh the environment he pulls into and all these other haggard looking cars ready to you know smash each other up man i i, I just gotta say this this is this this was the first moment like okay the when the movie opens up and you got the big shop car, shopping cart and clearly you have like the change in production quality is is like actually fucked up it's crazy that this much money was thrown into this and mm-hmm. then you go straight into the car rental and you see it's not just about the amount of money they have it's about the experience they have in storytelling sketch by sketch this is no longer hey you know what would be funny renting a car and then taking it to a a uh, derby style destruction derby because in season one if they did this it would have been go rent it take it bring it back sketch is over but the way that they pace it and they keep you on the edge and you're like i don't even know what they're about to be doing here and then he takes it into the shop and you're like i'm not sure what he's doing but clearly something's up and the cut from like looks pretty good it's a major scratch yeah little ding there no we'll take good care of her thank you you too well, make sure you take good care of the car, too. Boom. He's in the destruction derby. <laughs> the, 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 the sounds are loud and everything. That's like legit editing and storytelling in a way that they never had in the earlier seasons of Jackass. And as soon as it starts going, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm into this. This like like I'll let you guys speak a little bit on what you thought about it. But this to me is what I was pining for in the first season of Jackass, where I'm like, I just want a full and complete sketch that touches all the bases. And I think this is as close to that as as we've gotten in maybe all of season one. Chris, what did you think? I love this one. It's so funny. First of all, the outfit when he's rolling in, like 
Yeah, you know what? <laughs> the, the, the guy who rents the car, yeah. he should have known better. Don't rent a car to a guy in a duster. Like, it's just, it's never going to go well. That jacket he had on. And then what I also loved is like, they just had to throw in those sex dolls in the back, which also made me think, yeah. <laughs> how far have sex dolls come along? Like, it was those plastic things that would not be fun to fuck to these, like, things that are hotter than real people. And, uh, yeah, well, okay. Well, I, I was with you for a second there, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I want one. I, you know I don't what? care. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> I want one so bad. Like I you really have no do. idea how many times I've hovered over the purchase link of one of those. Things. There's like ten I'm grand. Like, some of them, eh? It's they're too expensive. But look, but you guys want me to do some? Think about ten grand. You know, sir. You guys want me to do some R and D and I can try to see if we can get uh, Real Doll to sponsor the sponsor yeah, the show. That would be a good idea because it's, it's really though. Or, it's not that expensive. It's like if it's ten grand. You're looking at about 20 hookers. So if you go through like 10 hookers a year, Ex- your, your, your exactly. investment's paid off in two years, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's that's all that's all I need to know about yeah, that. Yeah, you don't have to talk to them and, you know. Exactly. You don't have to stuff. tip them. Yeah. You just give them no, a tip. You can, you can talk to them. They just don't talk back, which is it's, best case scenario. Exactly. Um, I, they should I, make I, one with like a pull cord. Like, you know, you remember Woody from <laughs> Toy Story? You pull it. And it's got like, you know, preloaded phrases in there. <laughs> coming oh me too what a coincidence that never happens in real life the same time that's amazing jay what yeah. did you think about this one though you you described it for us but what, what were your thoughts on this one um this one's awesome man like i just love the death metal like you're assaulted with death metal in the background as he pulls up it's like this the whole build-up is like this quiet kind of your typical what you would expect a boring interaction with a rental car you know dealership and then as soon as he pulls in it's just like holy shit this is this shit's on now the cars are revving up i love johnny's outfit he's got the dick house branded helmet on uh with the rainbow uh this gets intense fast too like johnny's just getting fucked around in there oh my and there's god one it looks so where, painful yeah at the end of it uh everybody gets stuck in a pileup and a car actually reverses onto johnny knoxville's windshield the tire goes through his windshield you'll get a clip later where he says we should have reinforced that it yeah. was sticking through the windshield to the point that johnny actually says that was so close to hitting me and you can see in the slow-mo replay that yeah it's almost touching his steering wheel and that car is he like the driver in the car on top of Johnny is trying to get out of that predicament. So he's just hammering on the gas pedal and that wheel's just spinning, oh, shooting glass everywhere. Holy shit, man. What a way to start the show. Like he could have fucking died. It's so dangerous. And, and then it cuts from the Derby, which is something that I would be petrified to do. So all we've checked that box. We've got a slow buildup, a crazy climax, and then he takes it back to the rental car, and yeah. it's and it's clear he set this up because he declined insurance on the car, which is just such a nice <laughs> touch, such course. a nice touch. He almost shouldn't have. I was thinking the same. I wanted to see like what you can get away with on that insurance, but yeah. I love how he's just like I declined it, and then he starts talking openly yeah. talking about how he blacks out when he drinks. Like, yes, he's and, yeah. and then he's trying to convince him. He's like, he's basically he goes from saying like, well, I hope you guys don't stick me with the whole bill to saying like, well, you guys are screwed. You're going to have to pay for this. And they're like, yeah. no, you have to pay for this. And he even and then he goes so far as to defend himself when he's like, well, it's got a full <laughs> tank of gas. I'm like, Johnny, that is so funny. That is so That's fucking that funny, dude. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's yeah. like, it's, it's, he, he's, when finally he's had enough of the back and forth and he, and he just says to them, he's like, listen, we've gone back and forth all the time. I've had enough of it. You guys are going to have to figure out what to do with this. And he just leaves and he, he just leaves. leaves. And so he just turns it on them and they look, there's a part of them looking like, fuck, is this on us? Like they're so confused at how bold he's being. Yeah. It's perfect. Nobody's yeah, done that to them before. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also good that they went like, it clearly 
on purpose didn't uh rent from like a a big international brand this is like a mom and pop type shop yes where yeah like if they lose a car like that's gonna hurt them pretty bad you know if you're like going with like budget or something got corporate lawyers they got thousands of cars this is like shit man that was like one of our six rental cars we really gotta figure yeah. this shit out yeah man yeah, okay. i yeah. i loved it I, I from start to finish i thought this one was perfectly paced perfectly toned i laughed out loud in this sketch, probably more than most individual episodes in season one of of Jackass, I said to you, Chris, uh, we, we kind of spoke before recording, and this sketch made me realize, because I've been worried this whole time recording, and I think it comes out when we record the episodes, I'm not as impressed with Jackass as I was as a kid, and I thought maybe I'd aged out of it, but it turns out I was just remembering the best of the best, and when you go back to season one, it's just not quite the same. This is exactly what I remembered of it, and I couldn't... I. I it hurt me because I w- wanted to laugh so hard while I was watching it. Um, do you guys want to get into our reviews of, of this one? Ratings? Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, go ahead, Mikey. Okay, I'm going to start. Guys, I, 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 I'm, I hesitate to start on such a high note because I, I think that, you know, there's always room for improvement and everything. The highest score I've ever given, I think, is a, is a nine or so. Um, and, and I gave that to the, the vomiting challenges, which is kind of like I bumped that one up because I, I, I laugh a lot when people gag. But this one, from a writing and storytelling standpoint, is just so perfect from start to finish. Uh, It hits all the boxes. It's dangerous. It's scary. Someone almost gets very hurt. We laugh a lot, but there are no victims because you know the people at the company are going to have the car reimbursed anyway. Money went into the mechanic shop that probably did all the work for them. They gave a shout out to the, the Derby themselves. Everyone benefits from this one. No one's a victim. Everyone's laughing. This one's a nine and a half out of 10. I, I just, you can't do too much more to get better than, than what they did in this one. Yeah, I could, I could see a lot of that. Um, I, I enjoyed it. As I said, I was laughing a lot. Basically a lot of the things that you said I touch on, I got to go a little bit lower with the nine out of 10. There was just, it was funny, but I wasn't like on the floor rolling around laughing, but I do appreciate all right. the other things that came around with it. So I'm going to go with the nine out of 10. Nice. Nice. Yeah, guys, 100%. I agree. I'm uh, actually looking back at my season one scores and going, oh, man, now that I've seen this and I've seen everything to come in this movie, I'm wondering if I need to go back and reassess that because like 100 percent i was level. being way more i was being way more uh uh, uh lenient because yeah. i was like i think i've aged out of it and i can't be the guy who's like jackass isn't funny anymore but this reminds me that they got good <laughs> they got really good yeah i know it's deceiving i guess if we would have kind of maybe started here and then i wonder what it would have been like to go back to season one it probably would have been pretty difficult so for yeah. that i'm actually going with chris at a nine on this one, it is a fantastic stunt. And bonus points to Johnny Knoxville for citing the reason that the car was uh, so beat up in the first place is because he hit a dog. I ran this from you earlier. Yeah, I hit a dog. A dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a throwaway line. So good, man. Uh, Were you I drinking? Love I, I yeah, totally, I gotta that, that be remind, honest, I was. <laughs> that remind me at the beginning, like how aggressively he's circling the car. Oh, there's a little mark over there. You know, like he's yeah. like really taking that seriously and knowing imagine how trying to keep a straight face like looking for bumps when you know what you're going to do to this car oh it's so good and that's that's again part of the storytelling and pacing like they Mm -hmm. really show that and you got to be thinking like like why are they spending so much attention that's when you think like okay something's going to happen maybe he'll take it on like a dirt road or something a fucking derby god damn man that's funny (laughs) and you know what johnny knoxville maybe would have had a even better chance of getting away if only he had brought a skateboard with him like the boys in this next segment 
skateboarding down the bowling alley lanes, right into some pins. This looks like a shitload of fun, all until someone throws a bowling ball and sacks the poor bastard who went second. Oh, that looks like it hurt. Oh, because they're going down like like it's luge, head like skeleton yeah, luge, yeah. like head first into it, and it looks like the nuts, his nuts, because he's laying down on the board, get clipped between the edge of the board and the bowling ball. Oh, this one makes yeah, me yeah, nauseous yeah. thinking about. They it were makes in a me nice nauseous. resting position. That's for oh. sure. It's funny as hell, but goddamn, never show me that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you uh, are a little squeamish about, uh, you know, the, the twig and berries, this next one, you're going to get it to see a lot of abuse to that general region in the muscle stimulator. This is the muscle stimulator. <laughs> oh, it hurts my teeth. This one is a classic, and as soon as it came on, I was freaking out because I forgot about this one. I fucking love and this one so much. This is one of the things that, like, it's just uh, very much a hanging out with the boys type of sketch where you're in the room with them, and it feels like you're a part of that experience. And just seeing the genuine, like, fucking pants-shitting, crying laughter coming out of these guys as they do mm -hmm. this is the real treat. So the concept here is they have these medical stimulators. You know, you've probably seen these in like uh, Dr. physical therapy, <laughs> doctor shops. Yeah, you, you basically put those pads on you and you can put an electric current through them and, you know, stimulate the muscles. They're, of course, turning this thing up to 11 and watching the results. We've got a variety of body parts. You know, they start pretty innocent with like the cheeks. They do the, they do the pecs and the nipples, but it's not long before Johnny Knoxville says... Yeah, this goes on the yeah, gooch. Go, 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 this go, go, goes go. on the gooch. Oh, dude, Who's going to do the gooch? In case you didn't know what the gooch is, the gooch is the spot between your balls and butthole. Ooh. <laughs> and boys, this is where I learned the term gooch for the first time me. and Same what it me. was. And I never forgot it. Got, I, got a, I got a question for you. Do you know what the actual scientific term for the gooch is? The actual biological? Yeah. Is it perennial? Yeah. yeah. Perennial. Oh, perineum, they say. Yeah. Yeah. But... I also got a few other nicknames that I lined up after watching this. I oh. felt motivated to look into it. So Give it to a, us, baby. a few of the nicknames that Bless I them. came across are the Taint, the Grundle. Yeah, oh, Taint. Classic. The Chode. The Banus, because it's between your balls and anus. <laughs> <laughs> the Fleshy Fun Bridge. The Pacific, oh, the Pacific Rim. The Bung, <laughs> the bung Knuckle. Stinker, <laughs> stinkers Bridge. <laughs> This is a good the bars between the bars and the balls and arsehole. Uh, the Great Divide. Uh, if you're a girl, you mm. could call it the penis between the pussy and anus. And, uh, <laughs> or, you know, the, the most simple one is just the tween. The tween. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You, yeah, you Mike, see you, a lot you of that like when you're tweens, looking up 16-year-olds. Oh, yeah. God damn, we both got there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought those were some good little phrases. I knew, like, four of them, but, like, the fucking fleshy fun bridge. <laughs> There's so many good ones in there. And Jay, honestly, you you hit the nail on the head. There are a bunch of sketches like this that just seem like they, when they knew they were filming this this movie, they must have just been uh, going from place to place, um, uh, like traveling together, staying in hotel rooms, and then they'd probably be drinking all day. The end would come to the night, and they'd all just be sitting in a hotel room like, what are the some weird shit that we can do? And it feels like the equivalent of podcasting. It feels like you're a part of the team, like you're just there with the boys right like and and there are a bunch of them and this is the first one and i loved it for it but i gotta say 
Is this the dream team of Jackass right now? You got Johnny, Pontius, England, and Aaron. So this this one was great to me, and and the escalation is what works so well. Because uh, uh, Jay, you mentioned when Johnny's like, someone's got to put it on their gooch. They all kind of look at the same time and like come to the idea together as though they've like solved a math experiment. They're like, <laughs> the gooch, of course. I was just gonna say the area yeah. between the balls, and we got to do this. They got a and chalkboard then, back there. They're yeah, exactly. <laughs> their hair's out. like I. Out. But Pontius has the line of this one where he just like he's they're there and they're laughing they're like oh the gooch that was funny he stands up he's like yep but zap my nuts yeah <laughs> oh yeah it right. he, liked it. he liked it you see he's like oh of course he did <laughs> dude I love the way he presents his balls too he just unzips his fly and just flops them out of the hole so you don't see dick but you do see some balls and just that image is god that's burned in right oh, there oh my god dude Man, so good so great and when they shock him too like he goes for a pretty good amount of time he's just yeah. kind of you know, he's Pontius. I think he, you can tell and you can see it on his face in these types of stunts. He, he's like, he doesn't like the discomfort. Nobody does, but there's like his brain, you can see his brain working. Like he's trying to like internalize this experience. So he's like, okay, when it's done, he can say, well, at least I know how that feels now. Like yeah, he really exactly. puts himself in the moment and he processes it. And you can just see like, you can see the gears turning and it's so funny to watch him. He's a fucking Eventually trooper. he taps out though. And I, I don't blame him. That looks like it would hurt. Jay, why don't you start us off on this one? Yeah, just for uh, the gooch alone, introducing me to a term that I would use for for years to come. I'm giving it some bonus points because that that uh, that's just too goddamn funny. Seeing uh, it's it's Dave who does it, right? Ain't Dave England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just seeing him kick his legs around as that thing shocking him. <laughs> you know, he's got his legs up in the air and he's just freaking out. Oh man, everybody's losing their shit. It's such a iconic jackass stunt, and like. I want to avoid giving everything nines, but this movie is so fucking good. Yeah. It's really hard not to go to that upper range. I'm just going to go a point, even maybe a half point below Crash Up Derby and give this an 8.5 because it is just, it's one that I just, man, seeing it again, it it got me pumped for the rest of the movie. It was like, yeah. it was like getting a shot of adrenaline, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Chris, what about you? Uh, I, I got I, I was thinking eight and a half, but I have to go nine. I, I know it doesn't have the same depth as like the other one. It's not a well, well thought out thing. But what jackass means to me, this epitomizes exactly what it is. A bunch of idiots hanging out, getting drunk and just finding stupid shit to do. And I laughed my absolute ass off during this whole thing. It even made me go and research terms for Gooch. Like I was just all over this. I love when like, I thought you were gonna say it even made you go get a uh, muscle relaxer. <laughs> muscles to do it. I, I love right when now. they're like trying to flick them off and their hands are like going yeah. aggressively. Like, da, 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 da. Yeah. And I, I just, I, yeah. I don't care. Like it's just the boys being boys and it, for me, Jackass, it's a bonus when there's a lot of thought out and there's these like well thought out skits. But this is all I need for Jackass. And like I, it just it just it just checked all the boxes for me. So, yeah, I'm going with the nine again. Nice. Yeah. I So when I play video games, obviously, I like the most modern video games. I like something that's like it's got everything. You I, know, I like maybe. to put the controller on my taint and go. Yeah, for I, like to, I, I like to just rub that uh, the, the vibration sensitive all the way up. You got uh, a PS5, too. So that's like the luxury. That's the like haptic the feedback. Oh, man. Makes me happy feedback. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I love I love something that's that advances the formula and and is, uh, you know, moves the technology forward. But I also love going back to retro games because of their explicit simplicity. I know now, especially after the first sketch, that these guys can put together a great story and make it 
you know, something elaborate and, and well thought out. So to then have them basically almost on like their lunch break, do something where it's just, Hey, come behind the scenes, like come, come hang out with the boys and do this weird fucking thing. I, I absolutely loved it. And they do a lot of this. So I was hesitant at first to give it a really high score. But when I think about the types of sketch that we see that have this vibe, I'm giving this one uh, an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Nice. Move it on though. When I see Preston Lacey walking up, holding a big lunch, and there's a bench in the background, I don't know about you guys. Like, what do you, what are you thinking is about to happen? I, this, is, this is so simple, but I just absolutely loved it. It's just so perfect. This the fake bench. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just take like take us shame. through it, then, Chris. Come on. Tell it, us about it, it. So he goes up and he walks. He walks up to this little bench, which is clearly a rigged bench. And when he sits down, it flips up and he knocks his lunch all over. And when he gets up, he tears a huge hole, like in the most perfect place of his ass crack. And I just like it. It's so funny because if that happened to me, like my shame would be more than his shame. Like I would feel so bad for him. And it's just <laughs> I know, like, I know. I I'm just know. like this poor fucking guy. Like he's already embarrassed enough just being existing. And then he has to go and fall where a bench breaks. And then he tears his fucking ass pants. Like I was just fucking howling at this. It's so funny. It was a great interstitial. There's a lot packed into it. Also, the guy who sees him fall. I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Mule, the movie The Mule with Clint Eastwood, yeah. but he yeah, is, yeah. he looks like Clint, <laughs> Clint Eastwood selling flowers in that movie. That's, that's, so that's all perfect. I can see. That's so perfect. That's so true. And I love when he just runs away. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the best. I agree, man. I, I uh, almost wonder, like, how did they get it so the pants would rip so perfectly, too? Because this kind of reminded me of, like, wrestling, where, you know, you know what blading is in wrestling? You yeah. guys know what that is? So, yeah. like, just for the audience, if you don't know, that's when uh, someone gets busted open and they're bleeding. What they'll usually do is they have like a razor blade hidden in a in wrist tape or something. They'll take out and cut themselves when the camera's off of them and it'll look like, you know, the guy hit him hard enough. So I'm kind of wondering how they did this because I didn't really see a moment where Preston like reached over and ripped or anything. I'm kind of wondering how they got the pants to to do that on their own. They must have had it's some probably sort of Velcro or something like that. Could be it was Velcro, too perfect yeah. of a rip. It, it, was it looked like good. The, it, it was a. Severe <laughs> wondered what a big fat guy's ass would look like. It's not what you imagined. <laughs> it's very like flowy. I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like looking at a big fat guy's ass through a keyhole. Yeah. <laughs> um, this next segment is a classic. This was featured heavily in the promotional material for Jackass the movie. I remember seeing this on TV a lot. This is golf carts. And this is basically kind of akin to the Destruction Derby we saw earlier, except the guys are just, there's two carts with two teams. One of them is Knoxville and Margera. I'm not sure who's in the other one. I'll have to get a check on that. But uh, basically, they're just riding around. At first, they're smashing into each other, but it doesn't take long for them to start hitting the jumps. Uh, It looks like they're kind of on a mini golf course, too. So there's a part of this where they're just like ripping through the mini golf course, tearing down the statues, ripping through the fences. They must have... I don't know. This must. This place must have been like getting condemned or something because they yeah. really are fucking it up. Well, the, um, I just there's sorry, a part just to interject. Sorry, Chase, the funniest thing is like I've been to a shit ton of mini golf courses and there's they don't have golf carts on mini golf courses, which I just found like an amazing <laughs> that's, little that's touch. Like point. they brought them from somewhere else, clearly. Yeah. Uh, there's a point where they actually they they bust in they knock over this big polar bear and in, and in the next shot they've got it tied to the back of the golf cart and they're just yeah. driving around with this fucking huge polar bear statue. Oh man! But, I was thinking uh, like, did they buy a mini golf course? And also, yeah, it's the maybe. most cliched mini golf course I've ever seen. It's like think about like your what you would imagine if someone said draw a mini golf course. This is what you would draw so much so that I didn't know that people actually made mini courses, mini golf courses that looked like this, which was just so like innocent. A 
weird way to take like childhood innocence and just fuck it up with punk rock. I liked it. By the way, mm. Jay, you mentioned uh, in the in the the carts it was Johnny and Bam. I think it was Bam and Deco and then Dunn and Johnny. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Dunn, Dunn was driving in the, when the like when they did the the big yes. thing at the end. And he did a no looker yeah. too, Mike. You have to have a little bit more respect for Dunn there because he fully committed to that. Yeah. He did a no looker off yeah, the jump. Yeah, he got selfish and he injured the star of Jackass. <laughs> oh, you Good job, prick. Dunn. Can we talk about that, Mikey? Tell us what happened. Lay it out for the folks. So here's 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 okay. You know those moments you have in your life when you're doing something stupid and you're like this could go bad but don't worry I'm invincible and then something bad happens and you just feel dumb and shameful for having done something stupid uh, and and having it gotten you really hurt Johnny is filming Ryan Dunn as Dunn is driving the golf cart and he's going full speed and this is a golf course at this point that has I, it looks like they've moved away from the mini golf area because it's got sand traps and and mm-hmm. bumps and everything and if you've ever driven a golf court a golf cart they don't handle very well they'll tip if you turn to <laughs> fast which you get a sense of when you're when you're watching this and the and 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 they're going on a straightaway they're getting full speed dunn's driving and he's staring into the camera that johnny's holding in the passenger seat in his face and they go over a bunker like a sand trap catch the front and the whole golf cart basically comes apart it's like an f1 crash it's like this is this is how nicky lauda hurt himself he was involved in a crash that was much (laughs) less significant than this dunn gets away but was michael schumacher ever involved in a crash like that the thing oh fuck off episode two (laughs) get out of here michael schumacher (laughs) mikey though did you saw the way that thing rolled too he like barrel rolled it because they hit it uh off off kilter there and that's what makes that thing just disintegrate you know yeah and knoxville kind of goes like like reverse crab where his head's on the ground and his knees are kind of like like over his forehead but the scary thing is is he doesn't move when he lands and that's when you Mm -hmm. know it's really really bad Mm -hmm. and even more scary if you look because they show this a couple times and the slow motion it comes very close to landing on knoxville's head and that's fucking terrifying i shit you guys not like I was within like maybe 10, 15 seconds of actually legitimately dying because of a golf cart before. Did I ever tell you that what? story? Really? Dude, I never told no. you. That. Tell us, tell us. I, I shit you no. not. Me and my buddy, my, my buddy worked at a golf course and we'd go and we'd play 18 and then we would just keep playing until we didn't want to play anymore. So we'd play like 36 holes. They would just let us keep on going and we would be boozing, you know, like we were drinking and this time we're like my buddy, like I was my I could handle my liquor a lot better than my buddy and he just kind of loses his shit. We're driving the golf cart. We're looking for a ball. There's a big hill and he turns. He doesn't realize how steep the hill is. And instead of like going straight down the hill, he pulls to try and turn up last minute and the cart flips as it's flipping. I try and jump out because I didn't want like to try and eject myself. But as I'm jumping, yeah. the cart turns over and the top of the golf cart pinches my throat and it's all the pressure on Whoa. a hill. And I, I, I couldn't breathe. Like, I literally couldn't breathe. Holy and he's fucking God. laughing his ass off because he just sees a head being guillotined from the <laughs> other side. But he doesn't realize I legitimately can't breathe. And it's so heavy because it's on the hill and he's trying to lift it. But he's like laughing so hard he can't lift it off. And I'm like in my head, I'm just thinking like, don't fucking burn out your energy. Like, take a second, collect yeah. yourself and give it one last thing. And I was literally was like starting to black out and he finally lifts it and i squeezed my head out of there i i, I would have been dead shit. for sure like it legitimately was that was the closest i've ever came to dying for sure and then uh god yeah damn. we finished off the, the remaining oh, three wow. holes and the, yeah that was that and i've never let and him you, drive a golf cart ever again par, it was great you, you kept golfing after that <laughs> yeah 
Well, we we, <laughs> call, we, we called the, the marshal over after because like, we couldn't get the golf cart off the hill and it started smoking because I guess all the gas was coming out and uh, he oh, just brought us a new God. cart and we just finished off and that was that. It's just we're telling golf cart stories. I have one too. <laughs> Go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no joke. My uh, my dad used to have a property in uh, out in a lake, rural Alberta, and uh, I was a teenager. He had a golf cart. I had my friends out there, two guys, really good friends of mine. And dad, if you're listening, this is probably the first time you've ever heard this story. <laughs> this might be why golf carts got banned from the community center. No joke. <laughs> like you couldn't in that community. They said no more motorized. Uh, vehicles um, in the community, people's houses and stuff. They had driveways that would go up and they were kind of secluded. So out front, you'd usually have like a long grassy hill that led down into a ditch at the end. And we were taking this thing up and down those grassy uh, (laughs) hills, you know, riding this fucking golf cart on two wheels at points. Like we almost did what they did in this fucking movie. But there was one jump in particular. And here was the thing, Ryan, if you're listening, this is a shout out to you because you'll remember... Every time we do a big jump, it, we would all at the same time in unison, we'd all shout like, yeah, like if a guy did a good jump, you would, you would give him the encouragement. <laughs> and you know how like when you have a driveway going over a ditch, you'll have like a drain pipe going underneath. So you'll yeah. have mm-hmm. kind of a berm there. You could almost, I don't know, treat as a jump. Sure. <laughs> it was kind of one of those moments of like in your head, you're driving up to it and you're like, this is going to be awesome. You hit the jump. <laughs> and then when you're in midair, everybody goes silent. And you're like. Oh, fuck. Maybe that's not a good idea. In Uh-oh. fact, <laughs> uh, as we're flying through the air, like right before we hit it, there was silence. Like everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit the jump. Ryan goes, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're flying through the air. We come down on the front two wheels. Fucking the, the back of this thing bucks up into the air. Somehow we land and don't fucking die. I bring this thing to a stop. It's dead silence. I look over at Ryan. He looks me in the eyes. Nobody says anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, maybe that's why we we all took to this one so well. It's because everyone has a golf cart golf cart story at some point or another. Uh, do you guys want to get into our reviews of this one? Absolutely. All yeah. right, Chris, why don't you start us off? I don't mean to be Mister Boring, but I'm I'm going with a solid nine again. Um, had the danger factor, had the comedy factor. I love that they started off in a mini putt course, which is just so funny to see golf carts in a mini putt course. They have no business being there. Um, the the crazy jumps they started doing. I just love anything to do with acting like you shouldn't on a golf course because when I grew right. up playing golf, it's like just such a no no. Like it, it, they're so strict. It's like no cell phones. I remember at, our, at the golf course I'd play yeah. as a kid. They're like, cell phones are like AK-47, so you can't have one around you, you know? Like, it was like some stupid <laughs> shit. Like, like, the guy actually said that to me, the marshal. You, you see your shirt's not tucked in. So I hate, I hated that earlier days, like, fanciness around golf. Well, yeah, little did you know, his father was killed by a cell phone. <laughs> That's I guess true. So, yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. That's a good story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I just, I, I liked everything about this. Um, I can't go any higher than that. That's about as high as I would go. Uh, but, yeah, sol- solid nine again. Nice. Decent. Um, so I, I liked it. I definitely liked it. It had a bunch of stunts. I do like a little bit more uh, interaction from the the people, like, you know, maybe some more interstitials like they would do in something like uh, like uh, uh, urban kayaking. Uh, but it was just fucking fast paced, rounded out the first few sketches with something like we hadn't seen before. This one was kind of like the full tone of just the derby portion of the car rental. So I'm yeah. not going to give it quite as much of a uh, of a rating, uh, a high rating. But this one's still a solid seven and a half out of ten for me. I, I did really enjoy it. 
That's respectable. Right yeah, I I think you guys are in the right range there. Like it, again, I don't want to give everything like top of the list nine nine nine, but like uh, I really did enjoy watching this. I it had a little bit of a ramp up, but the ending was kind of scary to be honest. Seeing Johnny yeah. in the condition he was in, so uh, I didn't really have the high I had coming off the last one. So I probably give this about uh, I probably give it about a seven on this one. Still, I really loved it though. Yeah, um, yeah, great sketch. It's it's like I feel like we're kind of subduing our scores a bit because we know there we can not everything can be a nine. So that yeah. that's fair. All right, guys, next stunt. Uh, I think we're just going to be quick on this one because there's not a whole lot to say, but it is iconic, so I want to stop on it for a moment. This is the first film debut of Party Boy. Oh, my God. Chris Pontius. And, hey, I don't know, man. I think we're fucking secretly brilliant yeah, or something here. That's because, what I was thinking. Like, Segway, Segway is fuck here. Our last episode, if you didn't check it out, Tom Green in Japan, Subway Monkey Hour. This is the first segment we see in the Jackass movie taking place in Japan. Right. Um, I literally yeah, had a segue I, I in my notes. Remember like, that? I had that. I, I, this was so perfect that we did the Subway Monkey Hour before. You you see a juxtaposition between even how the people are reacting. Like it's it's weird. They're they're reacting a lot more, a lot less polite and things like that. Or they're 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 a little more aggressive in this than in the the Subway Monkey Hour. Later, we're going to talk about a Japanese stunt where I was actually surprised at the reactions. We'll get there. But uh, for this one, Pontius is in what looks like a Best Buy type of store. He wants to try out a stereo. He's got now. You got a. You ever seen those Russian mafia track suits? The one piece with the zipper goes all the way down. The best. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that style. It, the best. And he's ready to go. I knew as, so, as soon as I saw him what was about to happen. Uh, he he gets in there, asks him to put some music on, and it's that classic party boy stock it's music. the best song guys quick question honest and on, honest question honest question yeah dude have any of you guys ever fucked to that song because i have <laughs> i legitimately put oh, that fucking song on idea. to fuck dude as a joke but the dude. rhythm it just it just gets you going you know like it's like having a, a fucking pace car in a nascar <laughs> <laughs> It's like those like TikToks for piano playing. It just it lets you hit that right rhythm. It's instant <laughs> orgasm for them every time. <laughs> the metronomes. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's so funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm legitimately upset that I haven't done that. Do it, man. I'm telling yeah. you, it'll change your life. You got time. You know what? I want to do it right now. I kind of feel like doing it right now. That's what he says, right? Where he's just like, he's... You like it? Kind of makes you want to party. I kind of feel like partying right now. So that tracksuit just gets ripped right off. And man, I love the party boy dance. It's so simple. You're basically just hopping back and forth like uh, tippy toe to tippy toe. And you kind of got your arms half up in the air. You you know, you're not going full arms. You don't go full extension. It's more like a half light extension. You kind of have the the hands by the head and you just, you just, you know, it's, it's kind of in the groin guys. It's kind of in the thrust. You really got to work those pelvic thrusters. You know what I mean? Exactly. And he gets so up close and personal with these guys until the cops get involved. And Pontius has a very famous uh, line from the gumball rally episode where he keeps having run ins with the cops and they're like giving him tickets and stuff. And he's like the Russian police. They're stern. Stern but fair. And I, I bought the, the Japanese with cops. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stern and the Japanese cops are 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 like legitimately laughing and almost playing along with it. He takes the the cop's hat and I, all I was thinking was you would never fucking do that 
in America or in Russia, you're going to get shot. Like that's just how it's, that's going to go down. So thankfully all the cop has on him is a whistle, um, which almost feels like something that you'd give to a bachelorette party at a party anyway. So it kind of goes with the territory. (laughs) Like apparently the cop too just blows his whistle and walks away. Like, can you just rob a bank in Japan and they'll just hope you go away with the money as long as you don't hurt anyone? Yeah, he's like, he's real proud of himself. Yeah, fucking handled that one. You see, I blew that whistle. Yeah, exactly. You guys hear that? You guys hear that? <laughs> okay, guys, I have a proposition for this one. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of party boy s- sketches coming up over the run of Jackass. Should yes. we just rate this one in honor of all party boy sketches? Or sure. do you want to break them down? I, let's do it. And and you know what? When another one comes up, maybe we, we can say whether or not it's our favorite. But just party boy in general, yeah. we can give a rating to party boy. I'm down with that. Chris, what's yeah, your rating I, for Party like, Boy? You, th- you think I would want to go with the famous 6, 9 out of 10 just because it's Party Boy? <laughs> but I, I got to go higher. He's just his energy, everything he brings to the table, he ter- takes literally nothing, literally nothing sketches and just makes you laugh and puts you in a good yep. mood. Like, it just Party Boy is as good as it gets of a character. And, it, and whether he's Bunny or Party Boy or whatever the case is, it, it just always brings the heat and it always puts a big smile on my face. It's nothing intricate. It's nothing like over the top, but I just have to go just as a solid eight out of 10 for nothingness. Just like whatever he does, it's at least an eight out of 10 for me. And it, and it will vary higher or lower based upon the reactions and things along those lines. I like it. Jay, what about you? Yeah, it's hard to rate the entirety of Party Boy because there's, ah, oh man, it's like hey, I just instantly. This was your idea. Don't give us this bullshit. <laughs> this is what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm full of shit on that one. I I can't even come back from that. Um, No, but like, it's a tough decision because I just want to instantly give it a 10 because I have so much affection for the character. But I feel like that's not right because I can't say like that this is as good as... You know, what what did I just rate it? A fucking nine. Like the uh, rent-a-car crash-up derby. Right. So I would would give Chris Pontius a 10 just because I love him. And I love seeing him in that fucking thong, just dancing around with the bow tie. Man, it's classic. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go seven and a half. Man, I, I, we've really been sucking the dick of this movie. But yeah, seven and a half for Party Boy. You, you guys are gonna hate me for this, and you're gonna call me a hypocrite. I know that already. But I do feel like I'm consistent when it comes to um, really going after the intent of a sketch. And judging the parameters of that sketch based on the intent, the intent here is not to have some crazy, well thought out experience that goes from high to low and this and that. This is just us or or, or the crew thinking, you know what? Pontius is really good at just bringing the charisma. Let's let him go. And this is just Pontius in its purest form. Uh, I'll challenge you this way. I don't know that there is a character in Jackass like like when a person plays a character that is better than Party Boy. You could say Danger Aaron, maybe that would be another example. Uh, Bonnie, the lifeguard would be another one. I don't think there's a better character than Party Boy. And because of that, I want to give all respect to it. This one's a nine out of 10 for me. I'm not arguing that at all. Like when I said eight, that's like the benchmark of like with nothing. And it goes up from there. It never goes down from eight. So, yeah, I'm more than happy with that answer for me, Mike. Normally, I hate everything that you say. Um, But I don't. I just would not put up with abuse to Party Boy because he's he's a legend. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Hey, Party Boy wouldn't put up with abuse to Party Boy. No, that's true. Pontius, uh, he he, you know, 
he's he's love, man. He's just pure love. So I don't think there's anything that could make us fight if it involves him. Uh, and right now, this is a first for the Jackass podcast. We're going to take a short break and let you rock out to the sounds of Party Boy. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Wee Man, alligators, and more. Stick around. As we depart from the sounds of Party Boy, we get to see something special here. I think when it comes to the short interstitials, no pun intended here, Wee Man takes the cake this whole fucking movie. <laughs> like, seriously, he he has a lot of good moments here, and this one is hilarious. Wee Man headbutts a couple of boards karate style, <laughs> and uh, although he doesn't break them, just his he smiles instantly after busting his, his forehead off of this thing. Like... Everybody's laughing. It kind of like how Bam gives his gives it his all when he you know goes yeah. face first into a mm-hmm. mattress. Wee Man does that here, and there's a couple more to come where Wee Man does some cool things. I just I, I don't even I know I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but he is literally part of my favorite thing that's ever happened on Jackass with the card throwing machine <laughs> with the, the electric chair. Oh, he's like someone's got a fucking amazing. card throwing machine. <laughs> 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 I think that's my favorite Jackass kid of all time. Oh, that's so good. Uh, there we go. We get that little interstitial, and then Johnny Knoxville is back. Uh, this is a baby. I could never fucking. I'm. A, I'm not a marine biologist, it's an alligator. but uh, crocodile alligator or alligator for sure. Alligator. Alligator. Okay, so it's a baby snouts, alligator. Longer, narrower snouts. Crocodiles are wider. Crocodile. Crocodiles are also in like Africa and Australia. There's no crocodiles in America. No alligators in those places. Not legally, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, baby alligator, get, he gets uh, Knoxville gets this attached that bite right oh. on the fucking nipple, and as soon as it clamps down, Knoxville's already screaming, and uh, he's he's trying to get this thing off. He's oh, telling everybody, "No, you're twisting him! You're fucking no, no, twisting no. him!" <laughs> oh fuck! He's he's got my nipple, dude. He's got my fucking wait, 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 nipple. I know, I know. It looks so painful. This one is miserable. Thank God for that guy with that wicked knife trick, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's so day. calm. How many times has he taken an alligator off of someone's nipple? This is not <laughs> new to him. Clearly. Yep. He pries that sucker right off there. Hi, I'm Steve O, and this is Alligator Tightrope. And uh, this is a good segue because we're going into another alligator themed stunt. This is kind of like if that was your appetizer, this is the main course. Steve O up on a tightrope. And now, Chris, you had mentioned earlier in our season one that. Uh, Steve-O has circus experience. Yeah. So when I saw him up here, it made perfect sense. He's about to walk a tightrope over an alligator pit filled with alligators. This is not just one or two. I'm talking like at least eight in there. It is packed full. Luckily, we've got Bunny the lifeguard on staff today to try and, you know, keep the peace. I'm Bunny the lifeguard. Any of these alligators try to ruin our swimming, I'm going to wrestle them down and probably have my way with them. I was going to say, normally they throw Bunny in as a... You know, as like just like a complimentary thing. But in this case, I'm, I would actually be really happy that Bunny's there because he has alligator wrestling experience by this point. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's the, he's you're like, the expert. Hey, it's funny yeah. to have Bunny, but actually he could legitimately save my life right oh, now. No, no, you're wrong, Chris. It's Bunny doesn't. Chris Pontius does. Yes, these are different people. Oh, fuck yeah, my bad. They look similar. I get the confusion. Yeah. I trust me. I do. They do look similar. Who's got a bigger, but, bigger uh, meter? But, 
bunny or it's Pontius? actually the exact same size yeah. oh, it's the enough. exact same Appreciate size it. i'll tell you this they might be the same size but uh, bunny has got a way faster thrust uh, that's true <laughs> that's a good point that's a very good point so, it's genetic uh steve-o is crossing this alligator pit with no assistance i want to point out he's just on this line they're not you know harnessing him in or anything like that he's just out in the open uh he falls on his first attempt after only a couple of steps. Pontius jumps right in there like a true friend to help him out. I make sure he's okay. And here's where what I thought was happening initially, I should I should say. Pontius is holding something in his hand. What's that? Raw meat. Not <laughs> only is he going to check on Steve-O, he's going to stuff this in his jock strap and dangle it over that crocodile pit as Steve-O hangs for his life on the tightrope. Yeah, much like a true friend would do. I, I don't redact that statement. I, I don't know. You're explaining everything that happened in this one. I don't remember any of this. All I could see in this sketch was Johnny Knoxville's pelvic bones. I, was there other things happening in this sketch? What are you talking about? John, pelvic you know, bones? Yeah, those like dick, the dick lines that go straight into it. Oh, they the are V, the Brad enormous, Pitt V, that sexy V. The V. I'd, I'd never seen anything like that before. I didn't know, <laughs> was Steve-O even in this sketch? From your perspective, no. But uh, for the rest of the world, yes. Yes, he was. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything else. I, I, I'm pretty sure this was just Johnny's uh, blinding pelvic bones. You're, you're wrong. Uh, Mikey, I'll, I'll, how, how are you focusing on me. Johnny Knoxville's pelvic situation when we got... Bunny the lifeguard in there. If you're going to be staring at some man meat, fucking pick the right one. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot to stare at in this one, but this is the first time I've ever seen a pelvic bone like that or a pelvic line, whatever you want to call it, the Dick V. Uh, and I, I didn't sleep last night. It haunted my dreams. It's all I could see. Is that one of your criteria uh, for I who you're going to serial kill? I haven't put the dots together, similar to the detective who's searching for me based on clues, um, <laughs> but I think... <laughs> I think that might have something to do with Inspector it. Inspector Gadget? Yeah, it is Inspector Gadget looking for me. Go, go, Gadget. Dick V. 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 Um, so anything that stood out to you guys in this one, apart from Johnny Knoxville's pubic bones? No, I, I was expecting him to be a lot better of a tightrope walker because I know he had that right. circus experience, yeah. but at the end he goes, <sighs> yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I'm sure I could learn, but today, you know, today was my first try. A little lingering regret going on, but I mean, yeah. hey, for a guy who hung like a fucking human sacrifice over a line while a crocodile jumped out of the water and snapped its jaws at his asshole. Like, I mean, God, I think he succeeded. I, I don't look at this as a failure at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would never get close to those things, especially when Johnny Knoxville's pubic bones are, are that close. I know where all I'm standing. All right, I guess we should rate this one. Can we start it off, boys? Uh, I'll just jump in real quick with a rating on this one. Cool, just ignore uh, like, me. I, 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 I see that I was going to do it first, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. All right, go, go, go on, bud. Go ahead Just there. lead the fucking show. Sorry. All right, Sorry guys, I'm giving this one feelings. two pubic bones out of two. That is my stance on this, and I have nothing more to say about this sketch. Go All ahead, right, Jay. Two pubic bones. Chris. Go ahead, Jay. No, no, I'm not, right, I refuse to go now. Okay, perfect. That's like goddamn my goddamn feelings are boo-boo. Yeah. boo-boo. This is going to be one of my lower-ranked skits. I appreciate the danger factor. It was funny. We had a few good things to it. Um, but just this, this, this movie in general, everything is so good. If this was in an episode, 
I would have had a lot higher of a rating. But in comparison to what I've already seen, I got to bring things down a little bit. Uh, this is a seven out of 10 for me. Bring it down a little bit with a seven. Yeah, the movie's still great. It's still a great. Sc- I probably would have went uh, eight and a half if it was like in the TV episode, if I didn't have all this other gold beside it. Okay. Ah, whoa. Somebody's somebody's defensive today. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, Jesus, Chris, calm down. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Maybe we should go do some cocaine. You want a cocaine break and come yeah. back? You know what? <laughs> I know the only problem is I need a break every twenty minutes after. That's that's the only problem. Yeah. Chop up this podcast quite a bit. Chop it up. <laughs> chop it up. Yeah, I'm not going to go too high on this one. Not that I thought it was bad, but uh, I, I actually, if you want to talk about like getting in with a amphibian, I actually appreciated Alligator Rama a lot more with Pontius yeah. in episode seven of Jackass. Uh, not that again, this was impressive and it was still a success because they, they saved it. But fuck, man, ah, god, I don't want to give a low rating because Steve O's the best, but six, I'm gonna go six. Uh, but this next one, man, if uh, cocaine doesn't wake you up, this certainly would do the trick. Bam Margera in the fireworks, wake up. I'm Bam Margera and my parents are dead asleep. It's 12:42 right now, and Phil has to be at work at five in the morning, so he's trying to get a good night's sleep, and I'm gonna go wake his ass up. Now, this is exactly what it sounds like. If you have a history with Jackass, you know that Bam Margera loves to wake up his dad, Phil, (laughs) in the strangest of ways. This is something that, hey, going back to our last episode, Tom Green was doing to his parents, and there is a little bit of that uh, animosity between the two for who did it first. I'll let you be the judge. But uh, in this one, we've got the night vision camera ready. It is three in the morning. Phil has to be up early. Bam Margera has moved a garbage can into his room. The fireworks are placed. And holy shit, man, when this goes off, like if you, uh, I got to give a, a disclaimer here. If you have like seizure or photosensitivity, yes. look away. Because even for me, who doesn't have this, it was hard to look at. I had to look away because it's just so fucking bright. Phil thinks gunshots are going off. He rolls over to cover, cover April. Yeah, good on him for that, man. Eh? And that's a nice... Good on that's him, a, man. If that's... someone's going to cover me for gunshots, I would want it to be Phil, because, like, you know, it's not really getting through not all a those... Bullet, not a bullet in the world is getting through him there. <laughs> you could shoot a bazooka at that guy. It's not touching April. April's probably going to be better off after that. By the way, you mentioned the light sensitivity and maybe having to avert your eyes. If you have a sensitivity to fashion faux pause, you're not going to want to look at Bam Margera's hat. I need to say on the <laughs> outset of this sketch that Bam Margera's hat gives this a minus five based on whatever the score is going to be off the top. This one gets a minus five from that based on the hat alone. I, I can't control it. Those are the rules. He made a very bad choice and is very distracting. Uh, and, and I'm not giving the rating yet, but but I need you to know that my score will reflect a penalty off the top of a minus five for Bam Margera's dumb trapper's hat. Jeez. He shouldn't be wearing that. For, Don't for, do for, that, For John. the record or, to the Bam. audience, Mikey is the kind of guy that has to be dressed up to the nines at all times he wakes up to go get a coffee on a hungover saturday morning and basically puts on a fucking suit to walk his fucking dog and uh gotta no nah, it's ridiculous otherwise i'll feel like trash all day you gotta yeah just don't wear, I, I would never put that hat on. like not make him feel guilty for drinking which everybody in the world does he's, he's a fucked up individual <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give him that though he does he does clean up nicely oh thank you very it much is. 
Um, I, I do think though, hat aside, you know, I've had my issues with the season one versions of Bam Margera's uh, parent interactions. This one was very funny and much more thought out. Uh, you got some really good reactions out of Phil. You can't script rolling over on April. Like I don't love anyone in my life that much to do that. Uh, he does, which is why I may never get married. I guess that's just what I'm thinking. His, he also has a line when it's happening. He says, I'm dying. He says, <laughs> I'm dying. And that's not a scripted line. And then, and then after all of this, when he clearly, he wakes up and he's got to wake up uh, for work in another like three hours. The fact that they have his van scheduled oh, God, to, yeah. to bust as well, just as an adding added icing on the cake is brilliant. I, I really thought this one was very funny and I had a lot of good laughs at it, but I did not like Bam Margera's hat. And I must insist that you know that about this sketch. It sucks. Okay, pretty boy. <laughs> it's, it, I, I'm trying to remember if I remember this correctly or if this is from some other skit. Was Did they do a pan of what the house looked like from the outside with all the lights like going yes. off? That, that was an yes. amazing time. I'm so yeah. glad you brought yeah. that up. That shows. So I literally said uh, I had in my notes the shot from outside the house show, shows how much more artistic these fuckers have gotten. That's what I wrote down. And it's 100 it's yeah. percent true. Well, maybe that's why he was trying to wear that hat. You got you want to get a little artistic. Well, sometimes you sometimes you swing. Sometimes you make contact. Sometimes you miss. Okay. And that hat was a miss. I must be insistent on my stance there. Jay, you know any any closing thoughts before we get to our review on this one? Yeah, that moment when Phil walks outside after the first assault and he's walking to his van. You just feel so bad for the guy because you know as the viewer <laughs> he's fucking screwed. I'm surprised Phil isn't like suspecting anything. Like he didn't open the van and peek his head in first. He just gets in like it's a normal work day. I think because he's know. so fucking tired. He's yeah. so tired. tired and also it's like how can you top it. what just happened to him? Like you're like, all right, at least he, he literally let True. fireworks out. And you can't really have another crescendo after that, or so he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and when he gets out of the van, another throwaway line, he says, Jesus Christ, Bam, almost broke my leg getting out of there. There's shit all over the goddamn van. How am I going to work now? He, he doesn't make his way out. And I guess, like, when there's fucking fireworks going off, you're probably sliding all over trying to fucking, you know, like, your first time trying to find the find the pussy. It's like you can't find the door handle. Um, and I bet uh, he was just as wet, hey, too. What, Jay, do you mean a handle like a wiener? Pussies don't have door <laughs> yeah. handles. <laughs> Mikey, I'm trying to, this is the new model of Real Doll coming out. I'm trying to guess a sponsorship oh. here. They, there's a handle attached, so if you need something to grab onto. Oh, that's great. You know. Do you think like there's you a version of Real Doll that does cocaine? Because yeah. our sponsors can really kind of mesh over this. Real Doll. Or you could do cocaine out of the butthole. It, you like, know what? Uh, boof it. Boof it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I like this. Chris? I'm just, I'm just thinking back to old memories once you said cocaine off assholes. <laughs> <laughs> good times, man. I lived yeah. a good life. <laughs> Rest in peace, Scruffy the dog. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> yes, let's give it a rating. Uh, All right. Chris, since I'll your start, feelings are, are... Oh, I'll shit, start, sorry. Okay, Chris fuck, started fuck the, you, Chris. The last fuck time. your feelings. Fuck, fuck you. you, Chris. Um, I'm right. giving this one a... Uh, I'm sorry. I said this up front. It's a three out of ten. You know what that means. Uh, if You could do the math if you want, but the net score on this one is a three out of ten, uh, mainly having to do with Bam Margera's hat, which I thought was uh, inappropriate. All right. Well, I, I I'm gonna give the actual proper uh, since score. Since Chris has nothing important to say, I, I guess I'll go now because wow. uh, you know I just feel like it. <laughs> no, I'm, a good I'm giving my proper score right it now. Nice it moment, is my turn is. <laughs> because I'm gonna give the score that fucking queer eye for the straight guy over here probably should have gave, which is an <laughs> eight out of ten. <laughs> I don't make the rules, Chris. Apparently not. I wish that we 
put all of our scores into like a culminative total because I could fuck Mikey over right now and just add five points to my score. But since we're not doing that, uh, I'll give you a real score. I loved this one just because like, oh my God. Uh, again, I feel terrible for his parents. Like that amount of stress that you have to deal with. Like granted, he's not doing this every night, but even having to do it once seems like too many fucking times. Uh, I like the sketch though because it's just an iconic moment from this movie that I'm sure most people remember. Um, it you know this made Bam's picking on his parents thing kind of like famous. So uh, fuck, we got a TV series based off of this coming soon. Let's uh, let's I'm not too high, but I, I do want to give it like a six point nine out of ten because uh, I just I'm feeling in the mood, boys. Nice, cool, I like it. All right, everybody. So at this point in the show, we are going to take a break and we will be back for part two next week. Same scheduled time on Thursday. Uh, But it's just such a long movie. There's so many good things to talk about. We wanted to make sure we gave you the maximum pleasure possible. So we will return, but we hope you've enjoyed episode one thus far. Uh, Boy, should we just quickly go out with some plugs before we say goodbye? Let's do it. My uh, name on Twitter is at Retrograde Mikey. I have a few other podcasts. One's about video games. One's about sports marketing. You can find all about that by following me on Twitter at Retrograde Mikey. Make sure you give us a follow on Instagram. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your little kids. You know, we're definitely a family-friendly podcast over here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, just send us over some messages. Keep commenting. Keep liking. Give me a chat. You like something, you don't like something, give us a shout. At Jackass Pod. I don't really have much I want to say other than thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And um, uh, bye. I'm Jason Wilwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackass. <laughs> I shit you not, I was seconds away from dying. It was so fucked. That's so nuts, dude. The fact that your friend was laughing too, like I, I could it, totally I was, see I was that. Really at that age, in the moment, it's like, cause, yeah, because I'm like, I, he didn't understand how severe it was. Like it just looked funny. Like he, he didn't realize it was pinching right. my throat. But dude, all I saw is just a, a head. Like it just, it looked like you you were in a guillotine, and there's a head there, and it was just the funniest vision. If he wasn't able to lift that off, I was dead. And he tried three times before he finally got it off. Like after, I was just like in shock. And then fucking, he's like, "All right, we're we going back." I'm like, "Well, if we only got three more holes. Let's. We got a new golf cart. Let's <laughs> let's play it out." Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it. This was a Press X for Sound audio production.